0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. So um, I actually had this one word pop in, which normally is kind of me and the Holy Spirit's thing when um, I'm on the preaching roster. I'm like, okay, Lord. What do you have? Like, what do you have for this specific time? And normally, God will just plop a little word in my heart and then wants me to digest it and chew on it and and go after him. And so I have this word, and the word that he put on my heart was prepare. Prepare. So the title of my message is Prepare. And when I started praying about that word, what it means to me, what it means to God, The scripture that came to mind um, was scripture surrounding the table, and I know coming into the holidays, there's a lot of tables that we're going to see, a lot of tables that we're going to sit at, and I'm not naive enough to to realize that there's going to be a lot of spectrum of emotions that each one of us are going to carry to these tables. As we go into the holidays, as we go into our tomorrow even, there's going to be a lot that covers this room some of you guys have all the shopping lists you know you're so excited kind of stressed out about all the mouths you're going to feed and then there's other uh, others of you in this room that are walking through a season of loneliness or maybe you weren't able to make it back to the traditions that you once knew before There's some of you that are so excited to be able to connect with family and friends, and there's others of you in here that for the first time, there's gonna not be somebody sitting in the chair that sat next to you in years past. I know that there are some of you that are carrying extreme amount of anticipation and expectation and excitement, where others of you, it's marked with pain and trauma. And I know that God is with all of us. I know that no matter what, God has prepared a table for you to sit at tonight, before you sit at any other table going into tomorrow. See, God spoke to me about my own life and about the things that I've walked through, how before I ever stepped into something that was hard or fun or joyful or amazing, He always prepared me first, me and Him. And God wants to prepare a table for our own heart to sit with Him tonight before we go into the busyness of the holiday season and prepare tables for others. So, the first point is He prepares the table. He prepares the table. And I actually want to read the entirety of Psalm 23. I could probably do a whole series on Psalm 23. I'm pretty sure there have been a lot of pastors and great theologians and teachers that have done full series on Psalm 23, but I'm really into reading the straight Bible, like a Bible passage, old school. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this and I'm going to get into my first point. I also want to give a shout out to the youth, high schoolers. Yes. Fun fact about me, I started out in youth ministry it was so fun. I have so many stories. I'm not going to share them right now. But high schoolers are the best. I love you guys. Love Pastor Lloyd and Ito, too, for all that they're doing in our youth. <laughs> I want to honor you guys. Absolutely amazing. This word is for you guys, too, okay? I'm just saying. Don't tune out or go on Instagram or anything. Listen to what I have to say. <laughs> okay? Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to read Psalm 23. And um, I want you to just grab a hold of, of the parts that are gonna mean something to you, but then I'm gonna hone in on one verse in particular. So Psalm 23, let this just wash over you. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters, he refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and your love will follow me all of the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen? What a beautiful scripture. No wonder it's one of the more well-known parts of the Bible. But I want to talk about how God prepares a table for us. And notice in that scripture, it says that you prepare a table before me. Before me, it's personalized. And that table can be anywhere. And this is the thought that I want to leave you because God has prepared a table. No matter what you are facing, no matter what you are going through, even in moments throughout this holiday season to where you can close your eyes at a table that might be pretty insane and instantly in your heart be transported to the table that God prepares before you. And you can access that table anywhere, anytime. How amazing is that? You can be in the middle of complete and utter chaos and close your eyes and God will put a vision of the table, beautiful banquet table with your name tag right there on the plate, just for you to sit, even in the presence of your enemies or crazy ants. Just kidding. No one has crazy ants in here. <laughs> Brandon, oh my gosh. That was so funny. Pastor Stacy's nephew is sitting behind her, so that was the joke. Yes, hilarious. Um, But I love that God is so passionate about the table. I love that he's so passionate about preparing it for us. He puts out the most amazing, extravagant spread of food. He creates everything just perfect, but he focuses on the table and us sitting there, not what's around us. And so when we go into the holiday season, we must remember that God first wants us to focus on him and the things that he provides for us. Instead of looking all around us for the things that might only provide some little nourishment in the short term. But he has prepared a table for you. This table is a place of connection. It's a table of refuge where you can get nourishment, where you can find healing. This table is a place where you can remember who God is and share with God the things that you are going through. Now, I also know that this table can be terrifying. It can be terrifying because the only requirement to sit at a table and dine with Jesus is vulnerability. And in order to be vulnerable, it means that you have to be honest. But God never requires anything except who we are in that moment. Will you be able to accept His invitation? Will you be able to embrace the table prepared before you? I went back and forth on if I should share the story, but I actually want to share it. Um, it's it was a dream that I had that God would then give me all these different visions during worship. And it's very sacred to me because it's where I have found myself fortified in the Lord It's through this dream and this vision. And it it was reoccurring um, since I was 27. So literally like over seven years, I've had this reoccurring dream and then visions during worship. And it started out when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, planted in this church, and it was me and Jesus sitting underneath a tree. And there was a huge field that I would look out. And at first, Jesus and I were sitting down. And this was a dream, okay? So I was sitting down, and he had his arm around me. And it started out like that. And for years, I would have reoccurring dreams where he would just share little things with me. But then we got ordained and as lay pastors. And the day that I got ordained... I had a dream and the scene changed. And I went from sitting under a tree, I looked up and Jesus said, it's time to go to the table. And I literally stood up with Jesus and I walked over and there was this huge banquet table right off center. And there was place settings for so many people and I, I saw my place setting with my name right next to Jesus. And he told me to sit. <laughs> and um, there's a lot more, but this is what I want to share with you, is that there are times when God is going to meet you where you are at. And he's going to share with you the things that you need to know. But it's actually the next step to get invited and to stand up and go and sit at the table. And I feel like there's a shift happening within our campus where we've gone through seasons of sitting with Jesus. We've gone through seasons where we've began to understand who he is. We began to understand the relationship that we carry with him. We began to understand what it means to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And now we are graduating to the next step of being sat down at his table. And it's such a juxtaposition because you would think that sitting at a table would be a passive thing, but it's not. To sit at the table means that you are surrendered. To sit at the table means that you are zoning in, sitting across the table, looking Jesus in his eyes, saying yes to the things that he is wanting to tell you. It is nourishing yourself on the food that he is putting out for you to eat. There's power in sitting down at the table that God has prepared for us. Point number two, he prepares the food. He prepares the food. So one of my favorite parts about Jesus is his passion for food and for eating with people. (laughs) I really share in that. I love, I love the table. I love having people over into my home and being able to sit with them and have great ambiance and great food and, and sit and linger for hours and just talk and connect and share. And I love that. It's probably one of my favorite things to do in the whole world. I'm not kidding. Jesus loved to eat with people, and um, he prepares a lot of different foods for us to eat. And you see all throughout the Bible, him eating different things with different people, performing miracles, and food is really like that connection piece, you know? Food is a thing that, one of the only things that actually uh, we can experience all five of our senses doing because we're tasting, we're smelling, we're experiencing food. And it's, it kind of unlocks this intimacy if you share a meal with somebody. Like, you're not going to just share a meal with anyone. You know what I mean? Like, it's something that there's an intimacy attached to it. But why do we eat? We eat so we can have energy, right? We eat so that we can enjoy what God has created. All the different flavors, all the different palates that he's put into the earth for us to enjoy. We eat so that we can be sustained, right? Food sustains us. And so I want to ask you tonight, because there's a table prepared for before you with all different kinds of food. But I want to ask you tonight, what are you actually eating? What are you actually nourishing yourself with? Because the Bible talks about Different types of food, and there's different levels of maturity attached to the different types of food. So, funny story: my daughter, Everly um, Awaken Academy, had this incredible Thanksgiving for all the families and all the kids. And um, I was feeling a little under the weather, so I wasn't able to go. And so I asked her when she got home, how is your Thanksgiving feast? And um, <laughs> It was really funny because they told me, oh my gosh, there was so much food there. It was just insane. I'm like, really? Everly, what did you eat? And she said, I ate chips, I ate a roll, and two suckers. (laughs) I'm like, what? You went to a Thanksgiving feast and you ate chips, a roll, and two suckers? Oh my goodness, you are definitely three years old. But... And it's a funny story, and you see little kids often gravitate towards, you know, just the bland food, the chips, the rice, the pastas, the carbs, the sugar. But the Bible actually talks about the difference between food. So I'm going to read you a scripture. It's going to hurt so good. (laughs) Just forewarn you. All right, so 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3. Go in there. Buckle up. All right, brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans, which really makes me laugh, (laughs) mere humans? Um, and that was a rebuke to the church leaders and the church because they were quarreling amongst themselves. And I just had this thought of us going into Thanksgiving and, you know, you see all the memes and all the political memes, like, you know, ready to go, like, talk to the Karens in my family. <laughs> and it's funny, okay? I, I laugh at them too. Um, but the serious side of it is are we able to accept maturing in who we are so that we can live by the spirit and not by the world. Because the table has been prepared and God has prepared the most amazing, beautiful, delicious, rich foods for us to enjoy. But it takes a level of maturity in order to be able to receive it. And I really believe that the Lord is saying to us tonight that we are ready We are ready to graduate from just drinking milk. We are ready to graduate from just grabbing for the bread rolls. We are ready to graduate from Going to the cotton candy God, where we only run to him when there's something good attached to it. I really believe that as a church, God is moving us into this holiday season mature and ready to be there for our family members. To reach up to God instead of reaching for alcohol or substances. To be able to sustain ourselves with the things that are going to nourish us. That are going to give us nutrition, vitamins, minerals, so that we can say yes to the call of God that is on the inside of our hearts. So I ask this to you again. What are you eating? Are you limiting the experiences of eating and dining with Jesus? Because you're not willing to let go of the worldliness that cotton candy and milk provides. Jesus wants to connect with us as much as we're willing to connect with him. That's why he puts such an emphasis on the table. That's why he reaches out and he says, stop reaching for these things. I have prepared for you. I am the bread of life. I prepared for you things that will sustain you through any trial, that will sustain you through any circumstance, that will be everlasting and not temporary. How beautiful as we go into Thanksgiving that we can go in with our soul nourished, ready to step into whatever comes our way tomorrow. He prepares food for us. Thank you, Jesus. And my last point is he prepares us. He prepares us. Why do you think it's so hard for us to sit? You know, we have family dinners at our home and um, we have little kids and they're three and five and the amount of times I have to say, can you please sit? in your chair until we are done with dinner would blow your mind. Like at least two dozen times. Because they're just, you know, like squirrel this, and oh, I dropped my food, and I need to go under the table. Oh, now I need to do a puppet skit, because I'm under the table. I'm like, what are you doing? Just sit in your chair and have a conversation with us. We're teaching them these things, but from the time we are little, like why is it so hard for us to sit still? It makes people antsy in this day and age, to just sit at a table through an entire meal. Why do you think that is? I have a few ideas on why I think that is. But I love that God was so passionate about sitting at the table. Not just like drive through, grab a roll on your way out. Like, no. And you see this all through the New Testament, He invited himself to people's houses, and he sat down in their living rooms, in their kitchens, and he ate with them. You see this with Zacchaeus, right? He said, Zacchaeus, get down from that tree. I'm going to your house. We're going to eat together. And even with Matthew, who was also a tax collector, he challenged Matthew. Matthew said, yes, I'm going to follow you. He said, great. We're going to your house. We're going to eat. First thing he wanted to do. You see this with Mary and Martha. He loved this family in this village, and Mary Martha, they were all together, and it was Martha's home, so she was, you know, obviously stressed out about making everything perfect. I resonate with that. If Jesus was coming to my house, I would want everything to be perfect, and then there's Mary sitting at the table, you know, half set, just, yes, Jesus, tell me more. Oh my gosh, that's amazing wisdom. Like, Hanging off of every word. She didn't have a problem sitting. Martha did. And Jesus didn't rebuke Mary for not making everything perfect. Jesus rebuked Martha for not sitting down and connecting. And it's gonna be very easy in the coming weeks and months for us to hide behind busyness, hide behind our to do lists, hide behind our shopping lists and our bucket lists and all the lists and all the things when God is inviting us to sit down and to listen and to connect with Him and to connect with one another. And the challenge is there for us. Even, I love Jesus, okay, even. He dies on the cross, he's in the tomb for three days, he beats death, he gets out of the grave, he starts walking down the road, finds his homies, his disciples, they're freaked out, they thought he was a ghost, and he's like, no, 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 it's me, look, you know, showing the the nails where they hung him on the cross. And then, while they're still freaking out, he's like, can we eat? (laughs) Can you make me some fish? Why do you think Jesus did that? Because he knew that in order to connect, in order for all the emotions to settle, food would be the thing that could ground and connect and enjoy that intimacy. The table is where he prepares us. My favorite story of a table is when Jesus had his disciples for the last supper. Now, it was tradition that there was a Passover meal where all of the Israelites would come together and that they would remember how God spared their firstborn son from the Egyptians by putting the blood of the lamb over their doorpost. And so this was the supper that all the disciples thought they were going to celebrate. But then Jesus sat down at the table that he had prepared He had actually given very specific orders and direction to the disciples that day on exactly what he wanted. And he had all the disciples sit down. And then he said this in John 6, 53 through 58. Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. At this point they were like, what are you talking about Jesus? (laughs) Sound a little crazy. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Again, that connection, that intimacy. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me this is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died. But whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. How beautiful is that? That is the scripture that began the prophecy of the gospel. And that gospel is why we take communion with each other to be able to sit, to close our eyes and sit down at a table that He prepares for us, no matter what we're going through. And to remember that when we focus on what He did, when we drink the wine that represents the blood that He poured out, when we eat the bread that represents the body that He broke, we get to experience the gospel. And everything bows its knee to the gospel. Every sorrow bows its knee to the gospel. Every single circumstance, good or bad, comes underneath the power of the gospel. The gospel triumphs over all, and it's such good news. It's almost overwhelming that this is what we get to do, is to share over and over what Jesus did and who he is and who he wants to be for you. He loves you so much. He doesn't want us to just survive. He doesn't want us to just, you know, tick through earth so that we can get shot up to heaven. Like He wants to be with us here. He wants to prepare us so that we can experience the fullness of who He is. And I think so often, myself included, it's easy for me to only gravitate towards the food that's easy the food that is the microwave, you know, Hot Pockets, right? But there's this whole other part of Jesus that I think he wants to invite us into this holiday season that's rich, that is a slow meal, a a meal that you want to savor every single bit of it. And tonight I want to um, close the service with encouraging you that you are known and that you are loved and that no matter what your tomorrow looks like, Jesus wants to dine with you at the table. And so, I want you to all stand to your feet and just close your eyes. And I just want you to ask Jesus right now to give you a picture of your table with Him. What does that look like for you? Mamas in this room, I know that as a mom, that table often will look like, can you please tell me why my child is acting like a psycho right now? Or, I'm really tired, God. God, I'm really tired, I really need some nourishment. I really need some encouragement. I really need you to remind me that I can do this, that I got this. I need something that's gonna sustain me, that's gonna give me some energy, that's gonna get me through this next little sprint. Papas and Tias and Tios in this room, what does the table look like for you? I know that true masculinity comes from God. And I see God giving you a big plate of meat and potatoes. Cooked perfectly how you like it. Filled with wisdom, filled with knowledge, filled with vision. Where you can trade in the things that you've been carrying for things that only He can give you to lead your families through this season. High schoolers, What does that table look like for you? I know that for some of you, Thanksgiving may not look like the movies paints it to be, but I want you to know that you can close your eyes and there's an amazing table set for you where Jesus will tell you exactly who you are. He will share with you the plans that he has for you, the plans that he has for your future, that will not be cut off. No matter what you've been told about yourself, no matter what you've said about yourself, he's going to tell you who you are. He's going to show you things that no person can take away from you. I know that for some of you in here, when you close your eyes, there's a table and there's going to be some comfort food for you. You know, the food that you want to eat when you put on your stretchy pants and the big oversized sweatshirt where you don't have to be on, where you don't have to be strong anymore. And you can just sit with Jesus at the table that he has prepared for you and find comfort and find healing. And I know that there are others of you that when you close your eyes and you see the table, It's a table filled with food that's gonna give you strength, a table set for the warriors, food that's gonna give you protein, food that's gonna give you those healthy leaves and greens to be able to take on this season, to be able to stand up to the lies, to stand up and fight for the freedoms, fight for the truth that you know that you are being called to stand up for. And it's gonna take a plate created for a warrior and I think that for most of us it's many of the things that I just said and that's what's so beautiful about Jesus is he's not just our comforter, he is also our healer, he's not just a warrior, he is called our friend, he's not just savior of the world, he is prince of peace he is all of those things and his table represents all of it So I'm just gonna pray over us tonight and I wanna challenge you to do something. I have buckets up here filled with little communion, tabs and drinks, crackers and drink, little to-go, to-go communions, I don't know what you call them, emblems. There you go. And I want you to feel free after I pray to take one, but I actually want you to save it for tomorrow morning. And I want you to wake up on Thanksgiving morning. And I want you to start your day knowing that you sat at the table with Jesus first. And let him fill your heart with thankfulness, with gratitude, with everything that you're gonna need to sustain you through tomorrow. And then I wanna challenge some of you that are hosting Thanksgiving tomorrow. I want to challenge you to start your meal with communion. And I'm going to pray boldness into you that you can start your meal just as Jesus did, where you can sit and you can remember what Jesus did so that the rest of your meal will be so special. That will be filled with laughter. It will be protected from thoughts from the enemy, from daggers, from those little off-handed comments and the peace of God will rest over your Thanksgiving dinners because that is the promise attached to communion. And I really believe that as we go into this Thanksgiving holiday, that we are gonna feel God like we've never felt him before. And family members are even gonna be like, "Um, you're normally acting crazy, what's going on with you? And you'll know, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. So I'm gonna pray and and then we're gonna turn on house music and you guys can come up. this is what it looks like. So you can take one of these or if you want to just you know have bread and wine that's what I'm gonna be doing tomorrow. I'm gonna to get the real deal or both you know or take some for your kids. But I'm gonna pray over us and I'm gonna let Jesus minister to us tonight. And I'm gonna close the service. So let's just all open up our hearts. Jesus, I thank you so much that you are such a good father. You're such a amazing God, that you are good, that you have good things for us. And right now in this moment, I pray Holy Spirit that you administer to every person and how they need to be ministered to. God, I thank you, Jesus, that they are seen by you right now. I release your peace over minds right now in the name of Jesus. I release joy right now, God, that they will be surprised at how they will laugh so hard tomorrow, that they're going to experience the fullness of the table, God. I thank you, Jesus, that you are maturing us, that you are allowing us to experience different parts of the palette of what it means to walk with you and dine with you. And I pray that as we go into tomorrow that we are fully loved, we are fully equipped and we are fully ready for all that you have for us. I thank you, Lord, that you have prepared a table and that you have invited us to sit. And I thank you, Jesus, that the power of communion lives on the inside of us, that you are to go, God, that you don't just live in this house, but you live in our hearts. So I pray, Holy Spirit, as we go out, that you would be with us, that you would remind us, and that we would be filled with power, authority, love, and a soundness of mind. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.